80% of high school students choose a college based on their friends. Don't let that be your student. This is Cutthroat College Planning, where we tell you everything you need to know about life after high school. Welcome back to Cutthroat College Planning. My name is Hector Lopez, and here with me is Kayla Record, and we're stoked. We are very excited to get into this new series. This new series is going to be on mastering your campus tour or college tour. Um, Before we get into that, though, I do want to just thank everyone for listening to this episode and joining us on this journey. This is a long journey of figuring out what students who are in high school want to do after high school. This is a journey that prepares you for um, college, for trade school, for all of that. And when you get there, what do you do now? We, we have it all. We have all the tools for getting you into that next phase of life and what to do afterward. So Kayla, campus tours today. Yes. I'm excited. Let's jump in. Let's do it. We have a lot of notes here. All right. Let's do it. So parents, campus tours, super fun and exciting, right? Also a little bit terrifying because you realize they can be expensive too, right? You can, how do you really like work your student and walk them through this whole process? And where do you exactly begin? Well, I'm going to tell you where to begin. You are going to begin with the biggest casted net you can with your student. And how do you do that? You're going to take and ask them. Write down all the places you think you want to go to school. What type of programs would they be? Encourage them to push past their boundaries. If they're only considering local schools, encourage them to include something from the West Coast and the East Coast or the North or the South or Midland area, right? I want you to get as much and as many as you can right now. This is a broad, very broad list. And it is intentionally broad because it's not only going to open up a conversation for you and allow you to have that dialogue to ask them, why are you choosing these schools? It's also going to help push them past that 80% statistic where those students have chosen their schools because their friends did. And as I mentioned in episode one, 80% of students go to school where their friends go to school because it's what they knew and they were excited because their friends talked about it. And um, as a parent, it's kind of terrifying. So you want to encourage and get as many schools right now on this list with your student, right? And after that, I'm going to let you in on a little tool so you can download it for free and work with your student on it or have them do it independently. But it is a assessment criteria for you to be able to kind of narrow down and to look at what are some of the other things you're not even considering in this massive list that you should be looking at. Yeah. So we went, we, we're moving quick today. Yeah, we are. Um, we're jumping in. First step. And I want to, I want to pull it back just a second because I have something I want to say to that, that okay. first step there. So we have, we have five steps today. That first one is casting a wide net. Yes. Um, I wanted to mention to you and to the listeners, put the school on the list that you say you're not going to go to yes because after you do all the things that you want to do and figure out what you're supposed to be doing and what you actually are interested in that might be the very one that you go to i'm raising my hand because that was me i went to the one that i never thought i was going to go to and i told everyone i would never go here because um it worked out financially for me and we'll get into my story later on but put the one on there that you're not going to go do because yes, this absolutely. first step is very, very, 
basic. It's very just general, just wide, very wide. So put that one on there. It's very true, Hector. And the reason that they may not ever want to go to this school is more so interesting because you need to ask the why behind that, right? Exactly. You need to dig into what it is about that. Is it an assumption or is it because it's different than and it doesn't align to a value they have? Mm -hmm. Or is it just they simply feel like it's too close to home? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that was me. I thought it was. I thought the one I went to was too close to home. I did too uh, at first. I thought I needed to go somewhere really far away and be be with my friends. And then after a year of community college, I was like, no, nah, I could I could care less about those things. Uh, I actually know mm-hmm. what the cost of college is now, and that is my best option. Yes. So um, that's the first step. The second step you mentioned, and I want you to just to speak to this a little sure. bit more. Um, the campus criteria questionnaire. Yes. Yeah. Super important. Talk Super helpful. This is a tool that is designed and available to all of our listeners for free. And you can download it and use it as many times as you need to. But when you're going through this process, this is going to have certain criteria and things such as access within the community or open campus or closed campus, that kind of stuff. All of these things that a student may not even be thinking about. Um, For my Personal example, not to dig in too deep, but share with you a little bit here. Um, In my personal experience, when I was first selecting schools and looking at schools, I looked at everything way far away, other coast. And um, if my parents are listening, I'm sorry. (laughs) I I wanted to get as far away as I could because I thought I was really strong and independent. Um, And one of the things that I had not thought about, but it is something that is included in this criteria, is... What happens if there's a emergency or if there is something significant in your family, like a milestone, that you actually do want to be part of? How are you going to get there? And are you considering some of those options, like the transportation portion of it? So there's a lot of things to think about, and it's all included in this tool. It's wrapped up very easily to use and available to all of my listeners. Yeah, it's free. Use it. It is completely free. Why not? Right. right? Um, it's free. Check it out. Use it. Um, so once we've casted that wide net, yes. once we've thrown all of those potential candidates into the criteria, um, I, I feel as though there's still some questions that we can, we can get into. Cause like maybe you went from, and I, my numbers weren't this high, but maybe you went from 50 then through, through that, those 50 colleges mm-hmm. or campuses into the questionnaire and out of that came 15 yep absolutely what, what do we do next because i because i know like even 15 is, is quite a bit like i'm sure so it, there's a whole bunch yes. of differences between all 15 of those what's next yes. so then what is next is actually you're going to take and then have your student google all the questions they would think that they need to ask when they would tour all 15 schools okay, okay. so why is Fig- that? Yeah. Why is that? Why is that? But step three, because I just want to pause because we can kind of just like yeah. allude to that real quick. So step three is find questions that you want to ask on the campus door. You can. Surprisingly, you can find those questions super easy. You can literally Google in 10 seconds what questions to ask on a campus door. So now why am I telling you that? There is actually significant importance to me telling you this. The reason that you're going to have them do this is for two reasons. First, if they can Google something and find the answer that easy, that fast, you're going to have them 
literally be wasting their time in a campus tour because they're taking up the time asking the things that they already could find and not allowing time to ask the questions that they need to ask. My second reason is, remember that list? That list of 15 15 places, right? Parents were seeing dollar signs how expensive they are, especially if you were my parents and they were all on the West Coast and I live on the East Coast. Um, That extra step right there, that's going to allow them as they Google those questions, they're going to naturally find things as they start researching and digging into those actual universities or programs that already stand out as something they're just really not wanting or an environment that doesn't sound as ideal and perfect as they thought. It could be size of, you know, teacher ratio to the fact that they have four campuses all over um, or one massive campus, you know, with 37,000 people in one location. So it's going to actually inadvertently, the product of that is just going to help them narrow that list down to ideally about 10. Yeah, that's, I mean, we're just, we're cutting even more and that's great. Slashed out, Um, done. Yeah. So we cast a wide net of 50. Yes. Our criteria, we put them in the criteria and 15 were things were some good ones that fit our values and fit our whole our just what we want what we desire and then again okay now we're going to go on these tours i'm going to ask some employees or some students some questions Mm -hmm. so coming up with those questions to begin with yes will hopefully eliminate even some more um so now that we have 10 good ones or whatever that number is how do we go about booking tours and visiting them? Like, like what's, what's our next step now? Cause it could be really easy for just people to be like, all right, this is it. We went through those three steps. Like, yeah. you know, you put them through a ringer three times. That's it's pretty dang good. Like you're like, okay, these are really good candidates. Like we should just go check all of them out and let's just go do it. Well, and you absolutely could, but again, this is probably not, if you're one of those parents, that's probably not the reason you're listening to our show right now, right? Um, <laughs> tens so, a lot. I think tens a lot to visit in like a summer or whatever. It's whenever, exhausting. You know? I have done it. It is exhausting. So let me just ask you, Hector, how many did you visit? What was your, did you have any like process or how many you went to? I. Um, how many really stand out? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I don't like being the guinea pig, but I will be. Um, I kind of throw them in here for this one. Yeah, yeah. I don't really remember how I went about doing this. I could have done, I, I, I did go on tours and some, there were multiple in some days and there were sometimes I just took a, a trip and that was a day trip and I don't, I don't really remember the whole process. I am not surprised because that is what the majority of students do, right? Yeah. So the point I want to make with that example. So thank you for sharing and being so willing and honest just to say, I I don't know how many I did as many or whatever I could is I want to emphasize in that they all run together, right? Yep. Which is really losing the opportunity to be able to capture and assess and understand and judge if that is a good fit. They all run together. How are you going to look back with your son and your daughter and identify which ones really are truly the best fit? And if you're not intentional about it, your prep is not intentional and you have just, oh, I have a free day next week. My parents are available. Let's go and book a tour fast, right? You haven't prepared. You're losing that opportunity. You're making a first impression with somebody leading that tour or multiple people leading the tour that is unprepared and it isn't allowing you to gain what you need out of that tour. 
I've always thought of Adore as it's a 50-50 process. Um, It's like an interview. You have to prepare ahead of time. You have to know what you're wanting to find out of it and gain out of it. And you have to be willing to do things to know that it's going to make an impression. And so you have to be willing to take those steps to make that right impression. Be strategic about it. Okay. So don't book five in one day? Uh, No. No more than two in a day ever. Please, no more than two. That's my recommendation. Again, take it if you'd like. Um, Ideally, you can do one a day. Add some extra time to then after that. Go with your son or daughter. Go to a coffee shop. Go to lunch. Go to dinner. Go talk to some different community members, local shops. Explore that area because that's when you're going to really start to reflect and process what that is like. You're also going to get a better sense of judgment on what that community around that school is going to be like. Okay. So just... just um, collecting all of our thoughts here and organizing yep. them. So number one is casting a wide net. Yes. Number two is the campus criteria questionnaire. Mm-hmm. Number three is funneling those questions that you have. And number four is booking two or less and really just yes. making a strategy when booking those. Um, that's, the, that's the biggest point, right? Be prepared and intentional. Be yes. Prepared. Have a good strategy. Um, And this also opens that dialogue up with your student. And through this process, I think parents, a lot of the things I have heard from previous experiences and previous parents is that this is also allowed for them to really ask certain questions to their student and develop more of that dialogue that may have been missing as they've become teenagers and gone through their process. Um, It allows for you to kind of go back into teaching them some tools too on how to really evaluate something with a bigger set of eyes as opposed to just, this is a shiny new thing and an admissions rep has been designed to show me the best things here, right? What's behind the the curtain? What is behind the mystical, beautiful images? Yeah, yeah. And what do you do? Yeah, no, I I think that's extremely important. Uh, What's our last step? What's number five? Number five. I kind of alluded to it a second ago, right? Yeah. Um, Explore the community. Be intentional. Go to two or three other places throughout that day. And really ask questions. Look around. Um, I have always looked, and if it's moving out of state or somewhere I'm not sure about, right? When I first moved into a city, I looked online, and I looked at what are crime rates around that area, what is the community like? What is the culture like after my campus closes? Like, is it an entire campus town and then everything closes and everyone goes home? And, you know, if that's the case, can you get home? Um, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, too, I, I was one of those students. I wanted to go to the West Coast. I wanted to go as far away. And, you know, I thought at 18, I had the world in my hands and I was independent. I could manage it all. And so when I was asked, is it important to you to choose a school next to your family? I went, nope, not at all, right? Not at all. I'm good. I got this. I'm strong. Well, the things I wouldn't have thought about were, again, like, what happens when there's an emergency? Can I get back to my family? Or can I be there when there's a major milestone or the birth of a family member or things like that. So those are the things you're going to want to look at. And you're also going to want to really embrace that community around you. Because the other area I never considered and was blinded to was you don't just select a school or a trade program, right? You, your student is not going to stay right just on that campus behind those doors. They're going to be embracing a community that's larger than their school, larger than that campus. And you want to make sure that that, that community around them, the structures around them, the places and the people around them 
are going to be conducive to what they need and what they want and accessible to what they have to get. Yeah, I I mean, you mentioned it and I, I want to bring it up again, though. Um, like, what if something did happen at home? What if you have right. to get back home? What if the only airport is is 45 minutes away? It's a small airport that has two That's- flights per week and the connecting flight to get to your hometown is going to cost you $600 quite expensive for a student it's quite expensive for me too but still no, um, and, and I'm that's just a thinking steep plane like, ticket if you had to purchase it last minute right yeah and, I, and i'm just yeah. thinking like what if there are some some folks in your family that have medical issues that really might be needing your attention or what if you're the one mm-hmm. that has you know certain things that you need to get to your family quickly there's yeah. just so many things to consider um when when choosing I mean, choosing a college and, yes. and an organization to, to be a part of. And um, community is so big. Yes, Community it is. is so big. What, what, if you, what if you pick a school that has a community that you just, you don't like or that doesn't vibe with, with what your values are? That mm-hmm. could be so frustrating. Like you, you yes, want to go, go out and you want to go to the coffee, coffee shop and, and you're just surrounded by people that aren't like you or, mm-hmm. you know, a whole bunch of different reasons and a whole bunch of different things. And you get, you got to really prepare. It's it's you really do. important. You do. And the best way to prepare is to know what kinds of questions to ask and to ask those questions and mm. to use the tools that you can to be able to really focus those questions. Yeah. Um that kind of takes us back to that that third point there. What questions, you know, yes, can you ask these people on your tour? Um you mentioned well, this earlier too. I know you have. A, I know you have something you want to get to, and I'm excited for that. Um, I'm always waiting to jump in. I know, it. <laughs> I know, and 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 I know where this is going, so I'm I'm gonna set it up. But okay, um, you mentioned before, like we don't know who could be giving these tours. It could be a student. Yeah. It can be um, an admissions advisor, someone. And how do you know what to ask, Kayla? Well, I love that you teed it up perfectly because that's <laughs> what I was jumping at the bit to get to. Um, there are very specific types of questions. So remember in the beginning I said, you're also you're going to have your students select out all those questions that they don't need to be asking, right? So they can capitalize. We are going to lead you into our future episodes and those are going to have really digging into specific questions that are going to gain the value. And what value are you gaining by asking each of these types of questions based on who is giving the tour? Their tours are strategically set up, not always that it's a missions person giving the tour or a student giving the tour. And just because you receive a tour from one doesn't mean you shouldn't go on the campus, walk around and ask other questions or visit other departments Mm. and ask more guided questions. So not only do I have a customized tool that's specific and uh, questions cards set for you guys in the future that we will direct you to, but we're also going to have a whole episode digging into these types of things. Yeah. Kayla, hold on. Okay. Don't, don't get too far into it. All right. Uh, Kayla and I have been having conversations about this episode coming up because it's, it's going to be, it's going to be great. Um, so that's kind of a little bit of a bonus too. So we have. Yes. I, I'm going to go through these five things you need to know um, when doing your research and making a plan because that's what this episode is about. This episode is about preparing for this college tour. Our next mm-hmm. episode is going to be really on how to master that college tour and what to do while you're while you're in the tour, while the tour guide is leading it, what you should be doing, like Kayla mentioned too. Um, what are the questions you should be asking? Yes. All sorts of stuff. So the first thing is cast a wide net. 
Mm-hmm. Don't forget to add the college you already said you're not going to be going to. The second thing is going to be um, fill out the campus criteria questionnaire. Fill that out. It'll narrow that 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 net that you've set and then figure out these questions that you want to ask on the tour. Because again, that's going to narrow it, but it's also going to help you figure out what you really want to know about these colleges. Mm-hmm. Um, that fourth point there is going to be book two or less. Don't yes. don't be like me and forget the tours you went on. And then lastly, understand your community. It's extremely important to understand the community. You're going to be spending who knows how many years. Yes. You know, you're going to be part of this community for how long? It could be two years, could be seven, eight years, depending could on how long forever. you're there. Some people don't leave. Yeah. Some people pick the right community That's and right. want to be in the area and raise a family there. I mean, this could be, you know, where you spend the rest of your life if if you pick the right one. Um so we just want to thank you again. This episode yes. was great. We, we threw a lot at you. Hope you were able to take some value from it. Um, again, our next episode is going to be talking about how to master the campus tour when you're actually in it. So this was this was prep, and then we're going to get to what to do when you're in the campus tour. So we just All want right. to say thank you for joining us again, and we'll see you on the next one. <laughs>